We're ready for week three liftoff Chiefs versus Colts. We're going to get into all the injury updates on both sides of the ball, everything you need to know matchup wise, and give you our predictions of what to expect for this ball game and your Chiefs today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Week three, what a chance. This is going to be a fun one, folks. We're brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. They have you covered this season with all the props, lines, odds, and things that you need. So get over there to Bet Online, where the game starts. Indianapolis Colts, a couple of friends of the program here over there. A lot of change for them, as well as these Chiefs, and who's going to be in this ballgame coming up today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, as well as RGR Football. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Locked On show, like maybe the Draft Show, if you want to know what's coming for the prospects or any other show of any sports that you like here. We are for free on every platform every day. A lot coming today. Always a lot coming out on Friday. We are going to be previewing this game and a lot to talk about when it comes to the Colts. I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. You can find me over there at kcchiefscorner.com, as it says on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, okay, so let's just jump into this really quick and talk about injuries. I don't think Harrison Butker is going to play in this game, and I will tell you, I'm okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I can understand I, that. I'm not going to say that I believe that the other kicker that they brought in is better than Butker. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm okay if he has to kick another game and Butker misses even to, even you know the next game. I'm okay with that. Get him healthy. Get him ready for the rest of the season when it's really going to matter the most. Yeah, in the end, it's about getting Harrison Bucker good, getting him back to health so that you don't have any more pulls, any more problems, any more stability issues with his plant foot when you do need him, like in a couple of weeks against the Bills, or when you do need him down the stretch in the AFC West, or when you have to have him in the playoff run. So I'm completely with you. Caution here pays dividends later in the season. Yep. Nope. And that's where I am. And Mike Dana is the other one that's a little bit interesting and I don't like losing him. I think he's played well, mm -hmm. but again, in this type of game, I guess I'm okay with it. And that's, it's, it's unfortunate. I hope that Mike's able to pull it out because I thought he's been giving them a lot of good reps and he seems to be the guy that's allowing them to go to the NASCAR package for Spags uh, with Chris Jones being the only true defensive tackle on the field when they're trying to get a four man pass rush. And he's been pretty effective. I think he and George Karloftis together on one side, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing there. So uh, one of my most important aspects of this ballgame is going to be the pass rush, and he is a significant chunk of that, I think, in terms of getting to the next level. Um, now I wonder, like, how do you adapt from that and, and change it up? And I have a couple of ideas. We'll talk about that in the next segment. On the Colts side, one guy who didn't practice today is Yannick Ngakwe who I think that's important for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, pass block. Um, he was living in practice yesterday, didn't practice on Thursday. Let's hope that it's, it's not dire. I think the guy's had a rough kind of go the last couple of years, but uh, he doesn't get to go against uh, no or no Wiley. Uh, Andrew, I, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I think that you're looking at a situation where there's a lot of unknowns. I think that it's you start looking at what that Colts defense is. And if you didn't see the crossover or listen to the crossover, you need to go check that out. Uh, talk to my buddy, Jake Arthur, that we've known, I don't know, what is it, eight years now? Something like that. Uh, yeah. Jake and I were talking, it was maybe 10 years, but it's been forever that I've known this guy. Great catching up with him. Great talk on the Colts. 
But really, the reality is with that team, there are so many questions when it comes to them understanding the scheme that Bradley is trying to run. And it is a Gus Bradley defense as well. That's also going to be something that's going to be fun to deal with. Yeah, a couple a couple of interesting twists there that will allow, I think, some possibilities. We'll talk matchups coming up here in a bit, folks. The Chiefs are in pretty good shape otherwise. Um McColl didn't practice uh, full, but was limited and was out there. Is the other guy that had any kind of problems this particular week that we don't already know about that is probable to go? But on the other side, the Colts are missing a couple of keys. They missed both of their top wideouts last week uh, in Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, the rookie um, that you know jumps through the roof, former volleyball player. If you guys haven't followed him in the draft cycle, I was pretty high on him and thought that Chiefs might have had – had they not gotten Sky, they might have had a chance at him in the third or maybe later. You never know. Evidently, that's not the way it works out. But it looks like they were both practicing in some form this week. Yeah, and I, I want to say this. We also talked a lot about Alec Pierce in our coverage of the draft and looking at him as a possible fit for this Chiefs team. So it uh, could have made a lot of sense for him to be here. And one of the things that we talked about also in the crossover was their ability to go up and get jump balls. Uh, which is something that I think that this Chiefs team could be susceptible to with the height differentials on some people. Uh, not going to say it's always going to be a problem. Mike Williams is a different story than Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman, so there's that as well. But the other thing that really sticks out to me is that looking at those two players, yes, you can throw them jump balls, but I'm sorry, Justin Herbert is head and shoulders above Matt Ryan in throwing the ball and where it's going to get placed. So to me, it's not going to be something that I think is going to be a huge concern. Yeah, so far, Matt Ryan has completely let me down. I thought he was going to be this yes. pissed off, last hurrah, YOLO kind of guy, like right off in the sunset with a championship kind of attitude. And I just don't see it. I don't know that his arm agrees. I don't know if his arm's attached at this point. So it, it may just be tail of two body parts not working in concert, but they have a couple of issues there. And I think... It looks like DeForest Buckner was back in full on Thursday. So that gives them an idea. A guy that played some rep at left tackle last week, Bernard Raymond, uh, another, uh, not freshman or another rookie, uh, was limited in practice today too. So we don't have the Friday report until tomorrow, obviously. Let's see who doesn't make the roster for certain for game day. But it looks like, and it's rare to say this, and I kind of enjoy doing it when I can, um, looks like the Chiefs are in better injury situation than their opponent this week so let's ride with that um we're gonna yeah, get into I, I don't like all the wide receivers on the chief side being on the injury report <laughs> that's fair most of them are full practice though we're gonna go with it that's true i know <laughs> i'm just saying it's all the all the wide receivers it's just all the wide just receivers, everyone so. yeah oh, okay it's it, yeah i understand your point we're gonna get into some of those matchups coming up after this but i gotta tell you guys our friends are really coming through when you need it. And Brightco is going to help you when you do something you didn't want to do in the first place. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to propose on a mountainside or, or take her snowboarding or jump in a helicopter. Like there's all kinds of things that can go wrong with every proposal or every like big holiday gift that you want to give. If it involves jewelry or something that you just can't easily replace, you want to make sure that you're not that guy on the internet dropping it out the side of the helo or falling off the mountain and losing a diamond ring, that kind of thing. That's all troublesome. So what you can do is use Brightco because they are the fastest and easiest way to cover your butt 
when you're trying to do these outlandish things and make an impact on your life and a memory that you can maybe save forever. And it's super easy. You can get covered in two minutes by cell phone. They have everything that you need. And it's, it's insurance against yourself, which I think goes a long way. It's super simple. You just got to check out Brightco. They are helping us. You have to go to their site. That's bright.co forward slash locked on to get yourself the best insurance against yourself and your calamities anytime you want to give a special gift. Now, as we look ahead here, it comes down to who's going to play who. We've highlighted a couple of matchups, but I'm going to give you the floor to start before I start to ramble. What are going to be the keys to this game? And as soon as Chris unmutes, he'll be able to tell you what he thinks is very important. Thank you very much. Uh, I apologize on that, guys. So I will say this, and I hate I hate saying this on the crossover and then using it again today, but I think it is the key matchup in this ballgame, at least from my perspective, Jonathan Taylor against his Chiefs defense. If he has a game, it could actually be a game. But I don't think that's going to be the case. But I, to me, that is the biggest question in my mind with the biggest matchup. Uh, Matt Ryan hasn't shown that he can do anything right now. He doesn't look like he's on the same page with his wide receivers. His wide receivers may be able to play, but they're coming off of injuries. Um, so if they can get the running game going, I think that they have a chance of staying in the game. Uh, but they're still going to have to put up points, and I just don't see that happening. So to me, that's my biggest matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, at, at this point, just looking at how they've been able to move the ball here recently, Ryan Kelly and, and Quentin Nelson are certainly the best they have, but even they haven't been playing up to their normal level of, of ferociousness. So it certainly stands to reason that Chris Jones aligning in his normal spot is going to get some play. He's going to have opportunities, even though it is the best two guys on their offensive line in Indianapolis that are likely going to try to take him on, work the doubles and that thing. I think the Chargers gave the league an idea that, hey, remember, if you're going to double somebody, make sure it's Chris Jones. Don't give him the singles. And I think that's going to be important here. But I will also say this. Um, this this ties right into what one of mine was going to be later. But this is a game you got to have Danny Shelton up for. It, it, it's a no-brainer to me. You need to have the girth in the middle to, to control the A-gaps. And I think that's what they're going to do. That'll be interesting. I, I'm very curious to see if they go that direction. If they do have him up, that uh, could be a lot of fun to see. Uh, what they can do against a run a, a running oriented team like this one uh, with Shelton up, I, I think that could be really fascinating. Yeah, it, it, like I said, no brainer to me. I'd like to see them do that. And this is for my first point. It is about dealing with the super tall, super jumpy, super elevating wide receivers. Paris Campbell is a guy that's going to catch some some passes, but he's not anything that scares you, especially with Darius in there. The, what's scary is the height and, and the elevation of these two pass catchers. And I think despite the fact that I think this team needs Trent McDuffie back pretty badly, um, despite the performance of Jalen Watson, uh, and despite having Josh Williams in the wings ready to play, who we saw a lot of good things in the preseason, it still is a thing where Trent McDuffie's big like obstacle is height, leaping ability, and the length of the arm. So like this is a game yep. That he would have been at probably one of the most disadvantages until they play the Bucs and he's got to go against uh, Mike Evans, right? So this doesn't actually hurt. It makes sure that there's somebody with longer arms, longer body, and better physicality in the ball game from the get-go. Now, the question is, how much do you have to do to protect Rashad Fenton? 
And do you move LJ back out to the outside knowing that they probably really only have the two major pass catchers that the corners need to align on? And that's a great question. And I think that goes back to a lot of what I was saying earlier with those two guys is, yeah, they can go up and get the ball, but I still don't think that, I mean, neither of those guys is, is on par with Mike Williams, in my opinion. Uh, I think Mike Williams is a better wide receiver than both of those guys. And, may, and maybe Pierce can be a guy that is going to be Mike Williams-esque, uh, but that but Pittman hasn't gotten to that level in my mind at this point. But the bigger key to me is the guy throwing the ball to him. And Matt Ryan is not going to be able to put it, I think, in the same spots that Herbert did on several throws. The touchdown pass to Mike Williams in the in the end zone was a phenomenal play. And yeah, it wasn't a jump ball, but he had to use his entire body to try to get out for that ball. And those are the types of plays that you're just not going to get, I don't think, from Matt Ryan. I don't think Matt Ryan's throwing that ball. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And quite frankly, my number one thing was the pass rush. And being able to rotate enough to attack him with these suspect tackles. Matt Ryan's prize picks line is 242. I'm I'm betting he doesn't hit that. I'm taking less every time on prize picks. And folks, you can check them out uh, at prizepicks.com and use that locked on code as well. Because I just don't see how he's going to have the time to accomplish those kind of passes when you're talking about I think an elevated George Karloftis, this could be the week that he gets home. He's been providing enough pressure. He's tied for the league and the lead for the rookie class and creating pressure. He's just got to finish. Uh, this tackle pair, I think, can do it. Mike Dana, if he can't play as well, a loss like we talked about earlier, but the rotation, I think, increases Dunlap and helps them all get there. And I would also say that Karloftis has also been going against two QBs that move around pretty well. Obviously, Kyler Murray is a guy that can get around pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, Herbert moves around in the pocket well enough. I'm not going to say he's mobile like Murray. Obviously, he's not, but he moves around well enough. So, to me, that's not Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, I think that's going to help, too. I think that you look at he's going to be more of a in-the-pocket passer, and I don't see him being able to move away from pressure like the the two the first two QBs Kansas City's played so far. Matt, last matchup that I really am looking at to try to see what this is going to be is really going to be Kansas, Kansas City's abilities to get the wide receivers involved in this game. And I say that because it's not, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference in this ballgame. It may not make a huge difference in the next two, but they have to continue to get this offense ready for week six. And that is a huge game. And one of the things to do that is to get the wide receivers involved, get them all on the same page with Patrick Mahomes, get the chemistry figured out, and that's what these games are going to be good for. I, I'm completely with you. I'm really interested to see how they, they actually go about that. But yes, that that is key to moving it. And on the opposite side, the key is I think they have to use all the running backs. It's not just Jonathan Allen. You have to run him. He's not a, a prolific pass catcher. They have Naeem Hines, and I think he's going to be a larger percentage of their game plan this week than most primary or you know not even primary backup maybe a third backup is on a given week against the Chiefs and that's because of the absence of Willie Gay and the fact that the only thing that they can really do to move the ball is with the backs one way or the other right now so it decreases their time it increases their ability to attack the defense where it does have a weak spot right now so I expect the running backs to get some some touches not necessarily out of the handoffs but that's all that's leading a, that's up. That's a huge key. Yeah, that is a huge key. absolutely. It could change the game. It could be the, the yep. pivot point. So, folks, we're going to talk about how we see this coming down and our actual predictions on the backside of this.
And I need to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the player stats, developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sporting, wagering, information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and yeah, golf. And I know Ryan is very <laughs> interested in that. Oh, yeah. Head to betonline.net to, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Now we get down to the fun. This is this is the part of, of it that I always enjoy. Yeah. This is where it gets creative. And if you're in the building and you're trying to build a game plan, this is this is what it's about. Finding weaknesses, understanding how teams play, and using that against them. It's, it's that old thing in wrestling. Like, you know, use your opponent's weight against them. And go where he ate. And I think a lot of people forget about the fact that Stefan Gilmore is on this roster playing for the Indianapolis Colts. Like, the one piece of the secondary that you likely aren't going to get a whole lot of damage done to. So that makes it pretty easy to use distraction and alignment to take him out of the ball game and attack everywhere else. That's what I think you're going to have to do here. Yeah, and the other thing is, how does Gus Bradley play against this team? Hmm. He's been torched by Patrick Mahomes in the past. Is he going to continue to go his single high set and do that because he's trying to teach the team his defense? Or is he going to try some of the two safety set and – you know, the cover three, cover four that has slowed the Chiefs offense down in the past. The big difference here to me is the Colts don't have the same defense. Uh, and I need to be careful I say this. They are not working at the same level as the Chargers defense. I think that the Colts have great pieces that have played well in the past. And Leonard coming back could be a big boon for their defense. But I don't think that they're on the same level as what the Chargers are in any way, shape, or form, at least with the way they've been playing lately. And that is not going to be a pretty sign for them. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you in the least. I mean, and and for Patrick Mahomes, in trying to deliver the ball, take take a look at what the Colts were able to do against. I mean, you can have whatever opinion you want of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Elite offensive line play is not something that's in my vocabulary for them. And this unit, despite having a lot of big names, was able to generate just four pressures last week. Four. Yep. Now, this could be similar to the Chiefs-Chargers matchup where the Jags just had the Colts number. They knocked them out of the playoffs last week. It just might be a, a matchup-specific thing that on paper they shouldn't be that close, but they are. I don't know. But the fact that you can't generate more pressure than that with not just you know some guys with some, some experience, uh, obviously DeForest Buckner's out there, Yannick Ngakwe, we talked about him earlier, but you have Deo out there. Uh, you have Quiddy Pay out there. You have Ben Benagu out there. Those are three young guys that are more explosive than what the average team is going to bring. And so you have a nice mix there. I still think you have to pay them respect, but I don't know that this is going to be anything Patrick has to run like we've seen him have to in years past. I thought he was good from the pocket last week. I think he has to double down on that. And if so, I think this is going to be wait, 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 and you will have your shot plays that you can take. I do think it's going to be effective in the passing game. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see how they use more players in this offense that they haven't used in weeks past. And I'm talking about Sky Moore, and I'm talking about Jody Fortson. You know, we talked about it earlier this week, and BNME even said there's no way that Sky Moore is going to get two snaps in this game. 
yeah. So <laughs> people people have been running me down all week about oh you know playing back to back games does not change the game plan that much. Well, I think you're going to see what it did for Sky Moore and what it's about to do for him. I think he's going to have a lot of chunks here. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he's going to go off and he's going to have 200 yards or even 150 yards or anything insane. He may not even get 50 yards receiving. I think he may he only get targeted. He could. He may only get targeted two or three times in this game, but he's going to have a lot more snaps. There's no way. I would imagine he's going to be closer to 10 to 15 snaps, if not more, uh, than he was at two against the Chargers. And you're right. It, it changes your game plan when you don't have time to set a new game plan. Uh, it changes what you're able to do. And the person that's going to be affected by that the most is going to be your rookie that doesn't know everything in the offense. And like you said, with everybody being on you know, the the injury report, uh, I think Eric's being a little bit uh, demure about giving away what that's going to be. I, I think he gets several touches. I think Sky Moore scores this week. I think this offense has no problem going up against the Colts defense. And listen, you you can like some of the front office in Indianapolis that, that came from Kansas City. You can like having that connection. That's fine. In the end, I don't think the game is that close. I think Patrick goes off. I think the defense is solid, but does get hurt a little bit with the, the absence of Willie Gay. In the end, I don't think it's near enough. The Chiefs win this ball game 35-21 to me. Yeah, and I can understand that score. I actually said 37-20, I believe, on the crossover, and I'm going to stick with it. I still think that... Kansas City's offense uh, is going to be something that the Colts can't handle, and they're not going to be able to score the points that Kansas City is. I, I think this Chiefs defense is better than people have given it credit for, and I also think that it's, uh, they're going to be missing Willie Gaines. It's going to hurt, but I don't think that this Colts offense is anywhere close to what they've played, uh, what they played last week, so I don't expect the Colts offense to be very successful. The one caveat I will say, and this is the one thing that I don't know, and we sh- maybe we'll find out this week. Has Andy Reid learned his lesson from last year? Is he going to be the guy that is going to not take his foot off the gas up big? Because if he does what he did week one, maybe he gets over 40 again. Hmm. I don't know. I got my fingers but, crossed. But, I hope so. But why do it week one and, and not continue to do it the rest of the season? That's my thing. Like Maybe, maybe I it get just what you're feels saying. weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying it, it to watch that week one. I actually felt really good about it because it showed that Andy it, to me, it showed Andy Reed is matured, which is kind of funny for a coach his age, but matured in, in that sense of knowing that you have to take advantage of the of teams that you can show what you're capable of and, and score as many points as you can. And I think that's what he did against the Cardinals. So I'm hoping that he continues that uh, moving forward. Cause I think it's going to make a lot more, uh, of an issue going forward if you start looking at some of the other games they're going to have on their on their plate here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think you have to do it. We'd like to know what you think they have to do. What is your score prediction? Leave it in the YouTube comments. Put it in the Spotify reviews. We would appreciate feedback from you guys. And if you just want to jabber, get on Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. You can hit Chiefs Corner. You can hit Ryan Tracy NFL. I'll probably respond. Although social media these days is like the last thing down my list in production, so I will try. But Remember, this is week number three. There's not many undefeated teams left. The Chiefs have a chance to get there again. I don't think that they lose sight of that. I hope you guys are ready for it. We definitely will be. We will be live later on Sunday night in our normal time slot. Not immediately, I don't think, unless something changes with our plans with Matt Derrick, who will join us as well. And then we'll be back to the grind 
for next week as we always are. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Get ready for that ball game and we will talk to you afterwards.